Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I am a therapist and coach for high impact CEOs and entrepreneurs, and I am on a mission to help reconnect you with your own openness to the prosperity and the legacy that you are called to create, because I have gathered these tremendous souls to help you feel inspired to know that you too can use faith and love to create a legacy of prosperity. And it's more than just money. It really is about having wealth in all areas. And I can think of no better person for us to be talking to than a woman who wrote a book called Master Your Money Mind, amongst other bestsellers. And she has some incredible wisdom to share with you. She is a dear friend and soul sister, and I can't wait to share our conversation with you. Please welcome Amber Lillystrom. Amber. Thank you, Amy. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I am so excited to have you here because if it's one thing that I love about the way you approach prosperity and wealth, Amber, it's that you do it with such a depth um, of experience and really having delved into your own money story. Because I think for so many of us, you know, it's something that operates in the background. Um, it's so distinctly, and yet we're not necessarily aware of what's coming up for us. And so could you just first introduce yourself a bit about your story and your story with your wonderful husband, Ben, um, and then we'll dive into a little bit more about how you developed the, the legacy mindset that you have about prosperity. Yeah. So, um, I am a business mentor and as you mentioned, an author, I am a, a wife, a very grateful wife and a mother to our eight-year-old daughter. And I'm also a homeschooling mom in the season of life. And, uh, we live up in the woods of New Hampshire on a very frozen pond right now while we're having this conversation. Um, so I'm a new England born gal and I think that that actually is a, is a great springboard into that part of the conversation about prosperity, about wealth, about legacy and money mindset. Um, those who are familiar already know what I'm talking about with the New England sensibility and frugality, um, that sort of pilgrim Puritan mindset. And there's this energetic around um, you will, a, you don't talk about money. And I know this definitely filters out to the whole rest of the United States and beyond. Um, but I know specifically growing up in new England, you know, it's just one of those things. There's a very blue collar mentality around a lot of these parts. I, I was raised in up, up out suburb of Boston for 10 years and then moved over the border up into Southern New Hampshire. And, you know, my parents um, have always been really hardworking people who've provided for my brother and I, in incredible ways. Um, and every bit of that was through enormous amounts of work, right? Multiple jobs, 
and efforting and um, a, a real baseline story and reality, right? So I don't want to discredit the story, but a lived reality that it was very difficult to make money and that um, finding more was was not really an option in many ways. And so I remember as a small child, just A, feeling the stress of that, um, being a very overly responsible kid, like taking a lot on, being very empathetic, very sensitive in nature, being very aware of what was going on in my, in my home between my parents and with the financials and with, um, my dad being laid off when I was, um, around like seven, eight. And that story, that experience really leaving an imprint and knowing that there, it wasn't a good thing. Um, and watching that kind of struggle continue onward from there. And I think it, it's important to highlight these types of stories and to go back into our own personal history books and look at them, Amy, because they really create ripples that live on for us in perpetuity. And in the work that I do with my clients, I see this all the time where I'll have an a entrepreneur, she's building her business, and then suddenly she reaches a certain level and hits this wall and can't figure out what is happening? Like, why are the clients not coming anymore? Why am I having chargebacks? Why am I having challenges? And you find that there's a parallel from a story that maybe her dad reached a certain level of success in his business and then that her parents got divorced or something happened to him and his health or um, something happened in his business where he lost his whole business. And so there's this upper limit. There's this fear of going to that next level because I'm afraid I'm going to repeat history. And so my work has really been a very personal journey of looking at all of these patterns, exploring the ways in which they've impacted me in my career along the way, in my businesses as I've grown them, in my marriage and in my home, um, and in my relationship with myself. And I, th I think it's a really fascinating journey, and it's one that I've really enjoyed diving into headfirst because I see it truly whenever I hit a block or I hit a place of enormous discomfort, um, I've just trained myself to see that as an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. And if it really stings, if it really feels uncomfortable, I know there has to be something really big there for me to discover. There's a treasure inside of that. Mm -hmm. And I've made, I've sort of just trained myself to see it that way. Which is just tremendous, Amber, because I know that um, the history of how you developed and an optimistic attitude is really an understatement. It's much deeper than that. It's more than just optimism and positive thinking and affirmations. You know, it is a soul shift. And, you know, the, the interesting tie that I think, you know, comes up as I, as I think about all of the, the layers you just shared is the fact that for so many of us, and I'm guessing for you too, um, traumas had a significant thing to do with that. Yeah. You know, they had a significant role. And in fact, in the work that yeah. I do and feel blessed to do with women and couples, um, resolving unhealed trauma, mm. money always comes up and it doesn't always. matter if they have a, a nine or 10 figure business, or if they're in the six figures, um, scarcity exists everywhere especially when it's our wounds that are speaking. And so I wonder if you could just share a little bit about how you overcame what I know is such a, a strong and um, earth shattering really message that, that you had about the idea of abundance, about the idea of receiving, about the idea of you having an impact in the world um, that was well received because 
I know that you used your voice very early on in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd love for you to share that with the audience if you're comfortable, but it wasn't necessarily met with all kinds of warm embraces, you know, and, yeah. and that really connects to how we view prosperity, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I've recently connected the dots on some additional stories that are sort of wrapped up and, and, you know, connected to this part of my story. And it's been really, um, helpful, you know, and, and liberating myself even more there. So the story that you're, um, referring to is my childhood story of being a survivor of, of sexual abuse at a really young age, and then testifying in court against my abuser. Um, in at, at age five and using my voice and learning as a really young child, um, you know, it's all the nuances of that, you know, all of the angles of that w witnessing my mom's family step back from us, you know, when that truth emerged and, and thus then the stories that my very young mind then created as a result of, you know, just, okay, one plus one equals two here. And, um, the inner pain that resulted from that. But, you know, I am very fortunate to have the parents that I have, that they were completely, um, supportive of me every step, most, especially my mom and uh, my dad too, but my mom was there, you know, like taking me to the therapy appointments and working with me and talking through things with me and, and advocating for me in ways that I couldn't have known until my adult life. I mean, she actually helped have a bill passed in the state of Massachusetts to protect children, you know, in cases like this. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I couldn't have necessarily known that as a five, six year old, but, um, mm -hmm. that's the mother that I have, you know, and, and so I think, you know, what I learned was, um, yes, using your voice is, is one of the stories was it's going to cause other people pain. Um, and it's going to cause some of the people that you love the most pain, because what happened was that then my mom's mom stopped talking to her for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that ultimately it, it's not a, it's not a super like beautiful, put a bow on it kind of story. You know, my grandmother was able to then, um, sort of heal things with my mom, but you know, it was when she had dementia and, you know, like life just rolled out that way, but my mom did get the piece that she needed and, you know, she's resilient like that. And therefore I learned that, you know, through my, my upbringing with, with my mother as the amazing woman that she is. Um, but another interesting storyline was realizing when my grandparents, parents were very wealthy and it created a great deal of, um, dissonance in, the siblings, right? These same, same, you know, aunts and uncle crew. And I think it's really interesting. We have to look at these things because it created a lot of struggle in my teens when my grandparents' health was failing and watching the ways that these adults behaved and learning stories there, right? Of, of like heartache and heartbreak and, um, cruelty and things that, that transpired and just like very difficult scenarios that I was watching, you know, as a teenager, watching these things unfold. And I didn't realize till recently, Amy, that a lot of that, that there was a lot of pain there, but what was fascinating to me was, oh, money was part of that. And I never really, you know, was able to, to put words to that, but money was really the catalyst there. It was like, they wanted to get the most of what they could possibly get. Um, and so I, I, I share this part of the story for us to like, really look at that because if you witness a story like that as a child in your teens, in your younger years, you saw people you love suffering 
and people fighting about money. And I'm an Enneagram nine, which is like peace is, is, is it for me. Mm -hmm. And so when there's, when there's the opposite of that, uh, it's very uncomfortable for me. It's like the, it's not what I want. And so then we have this scenario happening and it's all about a fight around money. So then guess what then, then happens, right? We create these stories of like money creates dissonance, it creates disharmony, it creates fights, it creates um, losing people. And then therefore it creates a, a sort of repellent for us as we're growing in our businesses. If we have anything that feels like that again, it sets the thermostat in a way for us. So it's very important to play these stories back and to have a guide to help you because it's not, it's not easy, right? This is not an easy task because it's naturally our ego like doesn't want us to do this work. But it's been incredibly illuminating going into that. That is just so powerful, Amber, you know, to think about all of the things that you were teasing out during that time and just how hard fought your abundant mindset mm -hmm. has, yes. has happened, you know, that 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 doesn't happen without deep examination. It can't energetically. It can't because our soul can't receive that into our lives, you know, and again, you know, yes, we talk about prosperity and we talk about the, the monetary wealth that that entails, but it's so much deeper because money is symbolic, right? And prosperity is symbolic of so much of how we view the world, you know, and, and just like um, trauma imprints things about relationships and love onto our minds and our souls, it also imprints messages about our provision and, and what we can trust in the world. And I know that it took a lot of faith and a lot of development of faith for you to be able to not only be open to creating that kind of legacy, but to actually do it you know, because right. those are two distinct phases That's right. of that journey. Yeah. And I think what you're talking about here, um, is, is just so important Amy, because we think that we can just get to that part first, right? right? Like we can just build the wealth. We can just build the legacy. We can just build that kind of prosperity in our worlds. Yeah. And I just, I, you know, you might, some, some people can, um, if they've had it modeled in some capacity, if they have the right catalyst to get there, absolutely. But this inner conversation is really the way. This inner excavation um, is really the way to open open the the floodgates, if you will, and and to clear yourself. Because if you're trying to build something and simultaneously feeling shame energy, you're feeling guilt energy, you're feeling any of these types of emotions that are constricting, it is 100% going to affect the the ability to receive in a financial capacity there's just it, and, and it would, i would also say um because abundance energy is not just about money right that's like one component but it's it's gonna it's gonna stop you from being able to receive help and support it's gonna stop you from being able to connect intimately with others right and build relationships um i think it even influences our ability to receive creatively right when we're having downloads coming through and and we do feel like God is connecting to us in a deeper way. We're going to, we're going to even block that. And so, so to me, the, the inner work is like the surrendering. It's the releasing of the resistance. It's the opening. It's the, the making peace with myself uh, above all. 
and, and allowing myself to be loved and held allow is actually my word of 2022. Um, because it's just so profound to think about, you know, what changes for me in my life when I allow the miracle, when I allow it to make way into my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it truly is, it's a reflection, right? That's what I hear undergirding all of what you described. It really, you know, we see it as something that's separate from us yes. um, or something that we can check off a bunch of boxes and, and well, here's the formula. This is what I do. And then it, well, it is, kind of formulaic, except it's so much deeper than just um, going through a documented process, you totally. know, and, and doing what is pragmatic. It really is a spiritual journey. That well, we have yeah. And I think it's like, it's everything is relational, right? It's mm-hmm. like, we are, we are relational beings and money. Again, remember all these things are byproducts and, and even like business success, right? Like growing your following, like all these things are byproducts of, of the connection point of yes, like intimacy, um, with self, with spirit, and thus then connecting to the spirit of others. And so it's all connected in this beautiful equation. And it's this sweet spot, this place to really come into. And I think when you, when you go there, mm-hmm. it just feels like, Ooh, this is emotional to talk about. Like when you go there, what you understand is like, there are zero limits, right? They're, they're only constructed through our human fear-based minds, but there really are no limits. And in the, the beauty of relationship, in the beauty of intimacy with one another, and I'm not just talking about physical because that word has been really kind of taken from its true meaning, which is like into me. It's like this deep connection with oneself, which then allows you to be able to do that with others. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that I can connect deeply with others in this season of my life is because I've worked so hard at learning how to connect deeply to myself and to give myself permission to be all of me and to inhabit all of myself. And it's a work in progress for sure. But I think these are the ways that we peel the veils back. And these are the ways that we allow more to come in, like to actually to, to, to actually like touch us, right? If you use that metaphor of veils, like we're, yes. we're not only keeping um, the elements from like being able to feel the snowflakes on your skin and feel the rain on your skin and feel the elements, but you're also veiling people from being able to actually see you clearly. Yeah. Yeah. What we think we're using as a protective measure actually yes. keeps us in isolation and keeps yes. us in starvation and emaciation and a sort of scarcity, you know, because, um, when we were connecting with what was abundant, right. Unfortunately, when we have trauma that was met with the abundance of pain and the abundance of, of being undervalued and deemed unworthy, you know, and that's just such a beautiful, beautiful journey, um, that you describe, Amber, because that really, I mean, under under all of that is deep, deep love, yeah. you know, and I know that yeah. you and Ben couldn't have created what you created together and are creating together very dynamically mm-hmm. if you didn't have that kind of deep love first as individuals, but also what you're creating together as a couple. Um, yes share a little bit about your journey together when it comes to these three elements, you know, the faith and love and the prosperity legacy that that has 
created and is creating. Mm. You know, I'm, it's funny. I'm, I'm just watching. There's ice skaters going by <laughs> as we're talking on our pond for the first time, which Love is really kind of cool. Um, that feels very, that feels miraculous to me, right? It's like frozen water and people outside um, enjoying and having a good time. It's like just such a beautiful thing. So, you know, um, to us, the, the entry point is love, you know, that is the, that's the doorway. And when we talk about faith, you know, it's something for both of us that has, is continuing to develop and continuing to grow. It's a place for Ben that he is really developing. He has his own versions of wounds from his past with, with faith and with religion and all that. And so, um, what has been really beautiful in our relationship is for me to show him, you know, that you have been trusting God all along, you know, you have been living into the miracle all along. You just aren't calling it that. And, and it's been a beautiful return for me to get to bring that conversation and bring prayer into our life and bring devotion into our family and into our home in ways that, um, are different from the experiences that he had growing up mm -hmm. and show him like, this is actually how we live and we always have. And so that's been a really healing, powerful opportunity. I think when it comes to prosperity, you know, mm -hmm. kind of coming back to this New England sensibility piece I was talking about earlier, um, we have to watch that. You know, we have to watch that with each other, with ourselves. We're very like great at the DIY. We're great at the, the oh, not not needing much. Like simplicity is a very you know core value uh, for us, yeah. and at times, you know, it's like not the most abundant choice, right? It's like, oh, we could, we're, we're kind of like doing a little bit of a scarcity thing here because there, there's a lifetime of a habit there. Yeah. And so I think we also in our relationship get to call each other on that and go like, well, why are we spending this much time? Or why are you spending so much time on this one thing when we could literally just maybe do it in a different way? And so mm -hmm. it's just a, it's an ongoing journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's joy producing for us. It's, it's fun to look at the milestones. We celebrate them. Um, we dream together, you know, we are, and, and I think simultaneously are exponentially grateful for what is because what is, is a product of the, the changes that we've had to commit to the, the discomfort we'd have had to override yeah. to get to what is here. And we're always in this, this ever present state of like, Oh, okay. And there's more, you know, and, and I, and I love this idea of, you know, being held by the more that is calling you forth and, and remembering that to be alive, like to be a human in a physical body is, is going to mean craving more. And that's not, that's not greedy. That's not selfish. That's not, that's not anything other than just natural to be here in human form. Yeah. I said this on a masterclass the other night, but the reality is, you know, while you're here in your aliveness, you're never going to be planning for your last meal. You're just not, yeah. you're not, you're going to have dinner tonight and then you'll wake up tomorrow. And at some point your physical body is going to be hungry again. And you're not, you know, if you are by the grace of God, fortunate enough to be able to find that next meal, you will, you know, like you, you will. And, and the more is we have to normalize that. I think that there's a part of us that have, it's like, especially for the women, we've, we've mm -hmm. made it wrong to desire for more. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, it's our true nature. We are creative beings who are always going to be creating, yeah. you know, you might be creating your meal for your family. You might be making up the bed with new sheets and fluffing up the pillows. You might be like, that room needs some new wallpaper. 
uh, you're going to create a new program. You're going to create a new book. You're going to create new, it's just, it's who we are. Yeah. So let's embrace our true nature. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really, you know, what we do here in our home and in our family and our parenthood together. Um, and it's not always easy, but it is, it's beautiful. Oh, it is, it is beautiful. And, and those of us who you share your journey with get to witness that, you know, and the beauty of it, because, you know, it, it was coming to mind as you were describing all of that, that no more is it, is it indulgent to need to eat again? You know, it, no. it, we sort of treat the two as very, very different. And yet right. I love how profound that is, that we are constantly just like with our physical nourishment in a state of both consuming abundance to fuel us to then give out more energy and abundance into the world. And it is an ongoing cycle as long as we're here on this planet, um, that that cycle goes forward. And yet so often as women, especially, you know, we, we restrict ourselves, you know, and, and we think, well, what right do I have to want more when I've been given so much. Well, it's sort of like the same thing with food. What right do I have to be hungry? I've already had like a big dinner. Well, that we don't, you right. ever you're, ask you're, that you're human. Your human's going to get hungry. Yeah, exactly. And I think to live in a modern world, you you're going to need to generate more revenue. And I think this is the thing about money, right? It's like, what is it anyway? It's a bunch of numbers on screens at this point in, in reality, there isn't really like a physical that doesn't exist. What that number that you see on the screens does not correspond to a physical entity anywhere that doesn't exist. So, so what are we so caught up in, you know, this like counting the beans, which again, this is a doorway to old stories to look at what were the messages, right? Were you told as a child that the neighbor who just got the new, car or the, the RV or the kid got the dirt bike or whatever it is, right. That they were there, they were some kind of way because they had more than you did. And were you told like, what are these stories that are in the memory bank that are still playing on repeat and therefore you're judging yourself. And I, and I know for me, when we, uh, we, we elevated our home, we added on an addition, we doubled the size of our home and we paid cash for that. And that was a really, that was a really big deal, right. For us and our legacy and our family and all these things to be able to do that for to be in a business that had the capacity to be able to pay for our home, which was the price of a, a full-fledged home, right. It was, we paid more for that addition that we did that we had financed for our, our first home. Right. And, and so how cool was that? And that was only half of it. We still have the other half of the house that goes into the total value of this house. And I remember we moved into it, Amy, Mm -hmm. it took a little while for me to like feel okay, accepting it. And, and I had this full circle moment. I feel like this story is important to share. I had this full circle moment recently. We had some um, friends on the lake, the neighbors come over and the kids were outside. They're all playing. We, we have an in-ground trampoline. So they're outside bouncing on it, which is the greatest thing ever. I so I it. highly recommend <laughs> getting an in-ground trampoline. It takes it to another level. Um, it's so much fun and it's way less hazardous for, you know, it blowing away or anything like that. Um, so we, we got this, this fun thing and we had these friends over and I heard them, I overheard them asking my daughter, like, what do your parents do for a a living? And, and it, they were like, what do they do for work? You know, because they were noticing that there was a level of abundance here and there was an energy here that they hadn't experienced perhaps before Mm -hmm. in this way. And it was, it was very 
meaningful to me because I remember I was that kid and I was very curious thinking, asking my friends that and wondering that about my friends' parents and going, you know, because I wanted to, I wanted that to be different. I wanted it to be different for my da- my daughter. I wanted it to be different for my parents now in ways that I could help and that we could contribute in ways to make things easier. And so I'm saying this for, for multiple reasons for the story itself. But secondly, because if you're watching this interview series right now, I know that you are a heart-centered person who is deeply, deeply caring and has created so much meaning in your life. Like you are the miracle maker in your family. Like you are the one that is changing the course of history for the people that you love through what you're creating. I want to just celebrate you there. I want to hold you there. I want to reflect that back to you. And I want to remind you that every single thing that you desire, I guarantee you this 99.9% of it is for other people. So I deeply wanted to expand our home because of what, what one reason I wanted to invite everybody over to come and be together. I wanted to grow our business so that I can pay our team more so that we can experience more. It's always there. There's always a sidecar to the desire for more. I can't uninstall that. And I know that's why you desire the way you do, Amy. It's, it's just innate in us sisters. And so I want to celebrate that for you. Um, I don't, we don't have to want to help other people with what we desire to create more of, but it's just there. And I want to remind you of that. And that's the reason why it matters so much is because you're showing people other possibilities. Who knows what those kids are going to internalize and dream into as a result of, as a result of that experience. I don't know that, you know, but I love that we can give them an example of something that feels inspiring to them and then celebrate them and cheer them on and be there to answer questions and to talk to them about what they're into. I mean, it's the whole thing, you know, it's the whole point. Yeah. So many layers because those, those conversations are what change the legacy Yeah, because of where they are originating, you know, and I know you and I both came from families where we had grandparents and great grandparents who you know, came over on a boat. And (laughs) I share the same sort of fascination with that. And I've said to my family, can you imagine the dinnertime conversation where they just looked at each other and said, how about if we go to another country? You know, I mean, we, it, it becomes part of our family um, history and the lore of what's happened in a family, but my gosh, what a heart and what a soul and what a vision, what courage. Yes. And what, what a prosper, a prosperous state of mind and state of being. And I think it's just beautiful that you've picked that up. And I am so committed in my own healing because it definitely, I mean, part of my motivation and part of my growth and my own, um, consciousness of wealth and how God intends us to experience that and utilize it and, and really use it as kind of a weapon as a force of good. I hate Mm. to use the word weapon, but it really is in this world, um, not about the materialism. And it isn't that all material benefits are, are things to be ashamed of because I don't believe they are. Um, and yet, we can't limit it and, and set it there at that superficial threshold, because it's so much more about our acceptance, my acceptance that I'm provided for, that it isn't my responsibility. My responsibility is to surrender 
And I know that you and I could talk about this for days because you so beautifully demonstrate that powerful surrender and how that has allowed both you and Ben, because now he's in the entrepreneurial world as well. And you to get to share that in an even more intimate way. Um, But how you have demonstrated that surrender, Amber, it's really tremendous to me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm asking every one of my guests um, a question that that I think is is very deep. You know, on the surface, it may seem superficial, but how do you define prosperity? You know, um, if you if you go to the root of the word, right, what does prosper mean? Mm-hmm. Just simply, what does it mean to prosper? And it means to expand, right? It means to to grow in in perpetuity. And if you add in, and I, and I really think in the context of this conversation, we're bringing in the notion of wealth. We're bringing in the notion of of money in this this mm-hmm. realm, right? Because this is the physical entity that we utilize in today's society to exchange goods and services and to grow mm-hmm. together. And um, wealth, at its very root definition, if you look it up in the etymological dictionary, means happy. Mm-hmm. It means joy. I mean, it it just means. And so, w- if we can think about prospering, right? Growing in joy, growing in enjoyment. I love the word enjoy, right? Like what is it like the act of, of being in joy? Mm-hmm. If we can play with these words and really, and really understand what their meaning is and peel back the aspects of them that maybe, um, haven't served us super well, or have been distorted in a way, uh, from fear-based definitions, we can really relax there. And to your, to your mm-hmm. point, we can really surrender there. And, we can then see how prosperous we really are already. And we can drop into my, my uh, mentor, Rosemary Bradison always talks about our inner splendor. Mm-hmm. We can really revel in our inner splendor and, and, and find financial, financial serenity versus this notion of the masculine energy, the overly, you know, pumped up, scarcity laden notion of like having to hustle and work and and strive there's there's lack there are gaps there and we can surrender into the truth of Mm -hmm. of what prosperity really actually means and and what wealth actually means and we can we can really be free there i think we can really grow into a whole new realm of possibility from that place Mm. yeah so beautiful and and it's so beautiful to see you passing that along to Ani and to your future children. And it's just, um, it is healing. And I think it is, um, it's shifting, you know, um, not only things that tried to dissuade you and try to silence you, because I mm-hmm. think that's a powerful statement against it, but also just honoring um, those family members that had that bravery and that courage you know, and they wanted a better life. They wouldn't have come if they, if they hadn't, you know, and how you're honoring that just in your everyday, Amber. And um, if you have not read Amber's book, please go read Master Your Money Mind. And as I said, we could talk for hours about this, about (laughs) a a thousand other topics, but 
um, just in our time today, where is the best place for people to connect with you? Because Amber teaches the most amazing master classes, but also has some really powerful and incomparable really groups of evolving and growing. And um, it's not your usual mastermind. Let's just say that um, <laughs> it really is a, a soul oriented mastermind, but where would you like people to connect with you? Thank you, Amy. I appreciate your words so, so deeply. Um, my website is probably the the greatest place to go, amberlilistrom.com and then um, Instagram, which we love. And so you can certainly send me a DM and connect with me there. If something I shared here today was resonant or you're looking for support in a particular capacity, I'd love to connect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Amber's spelling of her name and everything will be in the show notes and all of her <laughs> links and everything are there. And I just so appreciate you, sister. And I appreciate um, your heart and your journey and your bravery. Um, I, every day I do. So, and Ben's. And Ben's. Thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate you and we're very proud of you for all that you've done. And thank you for creating this container to have these conversations and to welcome people in so generously and and um, I would say the same thing about your programs. So everybody make sure you check those out because as you can hear, Amy's operating on a different frequency on a different level uh, in the work that she does to support high achievers in transforming into their next level. And it's just a joy to get to journey with you. Thank you. Same here. Well, guys, don't miss connecting with Amber. And I am just so grateful for our conversation. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.